and I have great honor, it's a great honor for me to welcome Apostle Eddie to this podium for him to release what it is that God has. Amen. Take your time, do what you got to do. All right. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hello, everybody. Hello. Praise God. I'm just going to set myself up here so I don't have to focus on this after. Praise God. Here we go. You guys are all so quiet in here. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Smile at everybody. Hallelujah. You said too, too, too quiet after the first service. Hallelujah. Amen. Make sure you're all okay. He, I didn't preach. I didn't preach too hard, did I? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to grab hands with the person next to you, if you will. And uh, we're just going to allow the Lord to do what he wants to do right now. And just allow his presence to fill your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise you, Father. We love you so much. We glorify your name. We thank you, Father, for grace and mercy over this place, God. We thank you for you, Holy Spirit, that you will lead us and guide us and direct us into all that you would have for us today. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, Father, in this place today in the name of Jesus. Just begin to just allow yourself to worship him. Hallelujah. Amen. Just worship him. Praise him, hallelujah. Pray in the spirit, if you will, in the name of Jesus. We glorify you, we magnify you, O God. We glorify you, we magnify you, O God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, O God. We worship you, we praise you, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Almighty God, we need you more than ever before. Hallelujah. We press in into your presence today, God. We press into the anointing today, oh God. Let the anointing break every yoke of bondage, oh God. Set the captives free, God. Bring a manifestation of your glory and your power, God. Let your glory manifest in this house today, God. Bring us into unity, God. Bring us into your love, God. Bring us into miracle signs and wonders, God. Bring us into victory, oh God. Oh God, we thank you, we praise you, we love you, oh God. Oh, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We praise you, O oh God. Thank you for your amazing grace, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Yama Kayana Siada Koye de Begayo de Begaya, Oda Siada Koye Begayo de Begaya, Yada Bagoye de Begaya, Yada Goye de Begayo de Begaya, Glory, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We magnify you, Lord. We submit our hearts and our lives to you, oh God. Heavenly God, let your grace and mercy fill this house today. We thank you. We come from the throne room of grace and we release from the seat of authority, oh God. We release your presence. We release your anointing. We release your mercy. We release the supernatural, God. We release the gifts of the Spirit, oh God. We release, oh God, the prophetic insight of the Lord. Hallelujah. We release it into this house today, God. We release breakthrough, oh God. We release provision, oh God. Hallelujah. We release souls, oh God, into this place, oh God. We release the sons and daughters of God in this place, God. In the name of Jesus, we release, we release it, we release it upon this house, God. Glory, 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 hallelujah. We love you, we love you, we love you, Lord. We love you with all our heart. We love you with all our soul, God, hallelujah. We love you, God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Worship you, Lord, hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Father. Worship you, Lord. Lord, I sense in my spirit that, and I'm going to say this in a way that you'll be able to understand it, is that God's shifting you out of the old into the new. God is moving that which was over you off of you so he can bring you into what he has for your next season. For your next growth, for your next increase, for your next supernatural signs and wonders and miracles upon this house and a breakthrough that will bring in a new harvest of souls into this house. A new harvest of the hurting, the wounded, the bound the captives, the religious. But they won't come in here to stay the same. They will come in here to get free. They won't come in here to cause problems. They'll come here to solve problems. They won't come in here to take. They'll come in here to give. And I'm bringing a new harvest into this place. Only because you've been willing to humble yourself and obey my direction and submit 
to my leading and transform from the old into the new and to even let go of things that was hard to let go of in regards to the way you operate, to the way you function, to the things that you are used to. As you change and come out of old religious systems and old ways of thinking and old ways of operating and step into the new, then I will do a new thing here, a new way, and it will bring in a new harvest and it'll bring in new wealth and it'll bring in new victories, new miracles into this place. As you transition and move as I move you, as you will be willing to break away from things that I tell you to break away from, as you are willing to connect with all that I desire for you to connect with, to obey and align. And as you align, then you align with my kingdom, you align with my heavens, you align with my power, you align with my glory to fill this place so you'll have a manifestation of my glory that will fill this place. And even your families and even your marriages and even your finances are going to come into new levels, new levels of peace, new levels of unity, new levels of prosperity, new levels of open doors, for I'm releasing another level of grace and favor upon this place, hallelujah, for you have come to a place where I'll say to you, I almost shut down. But because I saw your heart, I did not shut it down. And instead, you transitioned into what I was asking you to transition to. And because of that, it is a new beginning for you. A new beginning of new direction, a new beginning of new ways, a beginning of new people, a beginning of new resources, a beginning of great things to take place. Because you've been willing to humble yourself. And make the changes that I've asked you to change. And I will show you and continue to show you and lead you even to more change that will remove you from the old and take you into the new of all that I have for you for this day and this hour, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Give them a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I said praise him. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Apostle Baker, you have not seen which you have known in your spirit. You have not seen what's been your dream and desire to come to pass through this house. Instead, you have seen the opposite. Instead, you have seen suffering and rough times and drought and even famine in every direction, but you've kept the faith and you've stayed the course and you've made the changes. Therefore, I say to you, you will live to see your dreams come to pass. You will live to see that which you've envisioned to come to pass. And you will see the fruit of your labor of prayer because before it will manifest in the natural, it has to manifest in my spirit. 
and it has to manifest in your heart and it has to manifest in faith. And because you are willing to go through the seasons of famine and the seasons of lack and the season of no change, and yet you stay loyal and faithful to what I've called you to do and what I've placed in your heart to do, you shall see it come to pass, says the Lord. You shall see it come to pass. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Magnify you, Jesus. And not only for her, but for all of you who have remained faithful when you were discouraged. And you remain faithful when you said, God, where are you? God, we know you're more than this. God, we know you could do more than this. God, we know that, that this is what you want us to do. But how come we are not seeing the fruit and the evidence? God says to you, your perseverance will bring forth that fruit. Your willingness to endure through the bad times, through the drought times, through the lack of fruit times, that time of just pounding the ground and breaking the hard ground because that's what you've been doing is you've been breaking the hard ground. And even though it doesn't look like nothing is growing, the hard ground has to be broken before the fruit could manifest and come forth. So you've been breaking the hard ground with your families. You've been breaking the hard ground financially. You've been breaking the hard ground spiritually. You've been breaking the hard ground as a church. But because you kept picking away and kept shoveling away and kept breaking those 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 hours of, of crying and weeping and praying and interceding and standing in faith, I will bring forth your blessings in your house and in this house. Hallelujah. I will bring forth increase in your life in every single area because you have endured and you have persevered and you have stayed loyal and faithful. Therefore, I will show you my glory, says the Lord. Hallelujah. And I will show you my grace and I will show you things that you've been praying for and believing for. You will see it come to pass because you have remained loyal and faithful just just as I have said to my servants who had one talent and two talents and five talents, because you've taken what you've had and you were faithful with it, therefore I will double it, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Because you did not get weary in those times of, of lack and those times of discouragement, but you stayed loyal to me, says the Lord. And because of that, I will be loyal to you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Magnify your Lord. Praise your Lord, hallelujah. Praise your Lord, praise your Lord, praise your Lord, praise your Lord. Yabako yada basi hada bako yada bagya. Yebeke yoda siyada ko yedebeki yada bagya. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord, hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We magnify you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. God is good, and God is getting, I always say, gooder and gooder. Hallelujah. Amen. Give the Lord a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated if you will. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Once again, it's an honor to be here with you. Astounding love. Hallelujah. Amen. I like that. Astounding love. I just love astounding love. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Those of you that don't know is uh, I am the apostle of love and unity. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, we are taking love across the nation. Hallelujah. Amen. And unity around the world. Hallelujah. And guess what we're doing it with? Fivefold ministry gifts. Hallelujah. Amen. Apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors and teachers, because if it doesn't start there, it won't go through the rest of the body. So it has to start with the fivefold, hallelujah, before it's going to flood in the rest of the body. So God has been using me to bring ministers together. We are now in 10 states, hallelujah, amen, of love and unity. We now have our own love and unity broadcast, hallelujah, amen. And we are in 190 countries, hallelujah, amen, and 27 platforms. And just on uh, 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 Facebook itself, we have over 7,000 viewers every single week. Hallelujah. Amen. So God is using it in a way to bring glory to his name. Hallelujah. And the wonderful thing is it's not a one-man show. I have several fivefold ministry gifts of God, apostles and prophets season that together we are seeing change come. If it was just Eddie Maestas, it'd be a mess. Hallelujah. But it's because it's all of us together that cause God's glory and God's word and God's wisdom to manifest in our midst so we can begin to shape things, align things with the will of God for this day and this hour. And most of all, it's to bring the church back to its original pattern, hallelujah, of being the ecclesia in the earth, but doing it out of love for one another. This is the first thing that I've ever seen as ministers coming together where it had nothing to do with an organization or denomination, or you have to come under somebody, or you have to do all, it's none of that. It's all relationship, hallelujah, amen, where we just love each other. Now, I'm not against coming under somebody. I'm not against having, you know, someone cover you as an accountability. Everyone needs to have that. But love and unity is not about that. It's all different networks, all different people from different backgrounds coming together to fellowship. And this is our our dream, that we are going to go into every state and set up an apostolic and prophetic council in every state of fivefold ministry gifts. And they will represent the kingdom in their state of love and unity. Hallelujah. And we're going to put it in every single state across America. Hallelujah. Can I get a good amen? Hallelujah. And we're going to take it to the nations of the world. Hallelujah. So it's happening. It's happening in California. We've been doing it in California for two years now. Hallelujah. And, and it's happening. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, and, and this, the great thing about it is when we get on love and unity, the Zooms that we get onto, it's real. It's yes, genuine. It it's a safe place where people, ministers can be real instead yes. of fake. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and we can tell each other our hurts, our pains, our weaknesses, and get help from one another. Hallelujah. So it's not a place, man, when you get preachers to be real, we're getting somewhere. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. When, when they're real and telling the truth, not showboating what they want people to think and feel, but just laying their hearts out and being real and being genuine, I'll tell you, that's where God's going to begin to do something powerful, which he already is. So I'm so thankful for all the people of love and unity, including Dr. Baker is a part of love and unity. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And and she's been a part of it. And we're excited about that. Praise the Lord. Amen. And it's just starting. 
just starting. I'm telling you, it's taken off. There's over 120 ministers involved already. Hallelujah. Amen. Across the nation. Hallelujah. And just be getting. We also have with us today, Todd and Latasha. They're part of it. Hallelujah. As ministers, they're from Sacramento area. We welcome you guys here with us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. And several just across. I, I'm, I'm blown away, to be honest with you. Just what God is doing, because like I said, it couldn't be Eddie Maestas. It has to be all God, his grace, his mercy to bring ministers together of the caliber of ministers that are coming yes. together. I mean, yes. these men of God blow me away. They got so much revelation. And I just sit there and listen and learn from them. Hallelujah. Amen. Because they have so much to teach. You know, when ministers could teach each other, man, we're having breakthrough. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> There's greatness going on when we can humble ourselves to one another and and there's nobody trying to be more important than anybody else. There's nobody arrogant putting other ministers down because they don't know what they think they know. Hallelujah. No, it's all about a, a loving, caring uh, a bunch of men and women of God who just love God and love each other. Because the Bible says that they will know us by our love for one another. And if ministers can't love each other, my Lord, we are in trouble. Starts with the men and women of God. And when we love one another, then it filters down to the body of Christ. And the body of Christ is able to start to love one another the way they should. Hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? Amen. So God is doing something powerful. We also have our own network. uh, It's called Kingdom Family. And Kingdom Family is where I raise up sons and daughters that are called of God to preach the gospel. And also many sons and daughters there at our local churches there in the Inland Empire but also other networks that I oversee and other sons and daughters that are in different parts. Hallelujah. And and kingdom family is there to help raise up and mature and develop sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. So they can do what God's called them to do. Hallelujah. Amen. And building the kingdom of God. And then I share with you that we have the love and unity broadcast. I tell you that thing is taken off all over. I just got asked to now start uh, doing our, our church services on that broadcast. Hallelujah. Amen every single week as well, and also start uh, working with other churches and pastors who want to have a broadcast and bring them on, hallelujah, amen, that are preaching the word of God. I tell you, it's going to take off, hallelujah, amen. God's doing something powerful and something great so we can begin to see his kingdom advance in the earth. How many want to see his kingdom advance in the earth, hallelujah, amen. Praise the Lord. Today, I'm going to share with you, I shared this morning about the church, the ecclesia of God. And right now I'm going to talk about the kingdom. Everybody say the kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. A manifestation of the kingdom. A manifestation of the kingdom. A lot of people talk about the kingdom, preach the kingdom, understand a little bit about the kingdom. None of us understand all of it yet, but we understand some about the kingdom. But what I don't see is a lot of a manifestation of the kingdom in the earth. And God's going to bring a manifestation. Somebody say a manifestation. This is what a manifestation is. It's something that comes to light or to make evident. Now, I like this part. It's taking that which is spiritual and making it real. And making it real. We've seen a lot of spiritual stuff. Look at that person next to you and said, probably some of it from you. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. We've seen a lot of spiritual stuff. Everybody can be spiritual and, and, and flow in the gifts and, and talk the spiritual language and talk about the revelations of God and all that. But how many people are making it real? 
How many people are, are letting it manifest through their life and manifest in the earth? See, it's not enough to know about the things of the kingdom. Begin to see it operate in the earth. Hallelujah. That's what I want. I want to see the operations of the kingdom of God manifest in our lives, manifest in our homes. That means that we are to see the supernatural power of God manifest in every single area of our life. And it doesn't matter if it needs a miracle. It doesn't matter if it needs a demonstration, an operation of God. Guess what? We take what's from heaven and we bring it into earth. Hallelujah. Amen. So we can see a manifestation of God's glory. Are you still here with me? The Father's desire is to see his kingdom come. And his will be done on this earth. Let's look in Matthew chapter 6 real quick, if you will. So we're going to take what we know spiritually and the supernatural, and we're going to make it real. It's going to be clear. It's going to be visible. And it's going to be known. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I said it's going to be known. Hallelujah. How many are ready to make the kingdom of God known in all the earth? Hallelujah. How many are ready to make the kingdom of God known in your family? Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. No, they're going to know that they're going to know that they're going to know that we are the people of the kingdom of God through the supernatural evidence of God that's going to manifest in real life. I hear a lot of people talking about the spiritual, the supernatural. And defeated, and poor, and sick, and angry. Mm. Nasty. <laughs> I didn't say it. She said that. Hallelujah. Amen. She said nasty. Hallelujah. Don't you think it's time that that all changes? Yes. Can I take off my jacket? Is that okay? Look what it says. Verse 8. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you even ask him. <laughs> Everybody say, he knows. He knows. That means I don't need to ask him because he already knows. In this matter, therefore, pray. So I like the way he brings these two together. First, he says, your father knows what you have need of before you even ask him. Therefore, pray like this. Pray like what? Our Father in heaven. Where is he at? Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom what? So he's saying the answer to all of our prayers, not even to have to ask God for anything, is to make sure that the kingdom of God manifests. Make sure the kingdom of God becomes real. Make sure that you don't just know the kingdom, have revelation of the kingdom, but know how to bring forth the kingdom into your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Is it the will of God for you to be healed? Is it the will of God for you to prosper? Is it the will of God for you and your house to be saved? 
Is it the will of God for you to be an overcomer? Hallelujah. Is it the will of God for the glory of God to manifest through your life? Is it the will of God for all the promises of God to come unto your life? Amen. Through the blood covenant of Christ Jesus. Yes, every one of them. Then why aren't we seeing it? Why is there so many people still sick? Why is there so many people still poor? We serve a God all the time. We talked about more than enough. We've talked the spiritual talk for 10, 15 years. He's more than enough. We're blessed coming in, blessed going out. I'm good, hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. And we talk all spiritual. But where's the manifestation? And all the world looks at us, talk all this spiritual talk, and they say, there they go again. <laughs> we used to say, mas loca, hallelujah, amen. They're crazy, hallelujah. They talk all this religious stuff, this spiritual stuff, yet they're poor, depressed, sad, unhappy. Kids are a mess. Their life's a mess. Why isn't there a manifestation? If the kingdom of God is the rule of God and the dominion of God and the power of God, then why are we not seeing a manifestation of his dominion, his power, and his glory? Why is it there increase going on in every single area of our lives? Because we always think of everything as in heaven. And God is saying, no, you are already seated in heavenly places. And instead of you wanting me to give you things, you need to sit with me from the heavenly seat of authority and start releasing what you already have in your life. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. Amen. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus to do what? To bring forth the manifestation of his kingdom in the earth. Hallelujah. You have power and authority to release mercy and grace into the earth to set the captives free. Hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? The reason why there's not a manifestation because we're like this, God, please bless us. God, please help me with my finances. God, please help me with my children. God. And God says, please help me. I did it all. I said, it is finished. I've already stripped the devil of all his power, all his authority. Why are you always fighting with the devil when he's defeated already? Hallelujah. He says, the way you defeat the enemy is the same way my son defeated him when he was tentative. You just from the seat of authority, release my word into those situations and watch a manifestation of my glory come into your finances, come into your body, come into your children. Hallelujah. Watch my kingdom begin to rule in your life as you release it into the life. That's why it says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Why? The kingdom is the will of God. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, so everybody say, I can hardly wait till we get to the sweet by and by. <laughs> heaven is my home. One day, Lord, I will be with you. <laughs> come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Come, Lord. 
And God is saying, why are you trying to get there when I'm trying to get heaven there? <laughs> I want to bring heaven to you. I want to bring my glory to you. I want to bring. Somebody told me one time, there's going to be no sickness in heaven. I said, well, why not have that now? Because if his will is for heaven to come to earth, then there should be no sickness on earth. Because why? I'm living from a heavenly position, not an earthly position. Somebody say heaven. heaven. Look at somebody next to you and say, you need more of it. Trust me. Hallelujah. Amen. More of heaven in your life. Hallelujah. Guess what? You'll be a little happier. Hallelujah. Amen. You might smile a little bit more. Glory to God. You won't be so grouchy every day. Hallelujah. And rude and mean to everybody all the time. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, you think in heaven you can have a bunch of grouchy, mean, rude people up in heaven? No. No. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Leave me alone. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> How do I get to a place where instead of me trying to get things to come, I begin to speak to things to happen? Hallelujah. I got to release it. Why? Because I've already been given the authority. I've already been seated in heaven. I'm not waiting to get to heaven. I am in heaven. Why? Because that's where he seated me. So what am I doing? I'm uniting with Jesus and making intercession for the world, hallelujah, for the earth, for the family, for the things of God that are happening here on the earth. So God says, stop asking me. I've already given it to you. It's already been promised to you. Now start releasing it, hallelujah, amen. Start speaking it from a heavenly position. Are you still here with me? Yeah. Now let me tell you about our heavenly position. Most people don't understand what that heavenly position means. Let me show you what it means. Look at Hebrews chapter 4 real quick. It says in verse 14, chapter 4, verse 14, seeing that we have a great high priest. Everybody say great, hallelujah. Amen. He's a great high priest. I'm going to say he's great, hallelujah. Amen. Tony the Tagger ain't great. Jesus is great, hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Jesus is great. He's wonderful. He's counselor. He's mighty God. He's prince of peace. He's everlasting. Hallelujah. He is everything. Somebody say everything. Hallelujah. Amen. Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold on to our confession. Let us hold on. Somebody say hold on. What are we holding on to? Our confession. What is our confession? I have a high priest who has already passed through and is in a heavenly position, but this is what my confession is well. But he's not seating there alone. He brought me up with him. Hallelujah. Therefore, my confession is I am in heavenly position to confess and to declare the things of God in the earth. Look what it says. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was all point tempted as we are yet without sin. Now, here's the part I want you to get. We'll get into it. Let us. Somebody say us. us. That means everybody. Yes. Let us therefore come boldly. Hallelujah. Somebody say boldly. boldly. 
Now, this is the way I used to always think of this. Okay, God, I'm sitting in my prayer seat because I have a chair. I sit down and I pray. And I pray, say, okay, God, Eddie Baestas, I'm coming to your throne of grace and mercy. Please give me grace, God. Give me mercy, God. And if you give me grace and mercy, I'll be blessed. If you give me grace and mercy, I'll have all that I need. You'll supply all my need, God. I come to your grace. I come to your mercy, God. Help me, God. <laughs> How many prayed like me for years? Hallelujah. Amen. It's not what it means. It means come to the place that Christ has made for you, which is a throne of grace and mercy from you to operate from. <laughs> so you're not trying to get grace and mercy. You already have grace and mercy because you already have a high priest who Hallelujah. And instead of you trying to give grace and mercy, you are operating from grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. So I'm not begging God, give me more grace. God, give me more mercy. Oh, God, please, I'm just an old, ugly person. Give, give me mercy, God. No. Jesus says he created a heavenly place for you. Yes, he did. A throne of grace and yes, mercy. Hallelujah. Yes, are you still here with me? Yes. To have boldness is to have a faith, a confidence, a courage. Not a condemned. No. I hope I hope enough. Do you know what? You can never ever, ever. How many try to be so good that you hope God would answer more of your prayers? <laughs> Never going to happen. You can't be good enough to get your prayers answered. But you know what you could do? Come through his grace and his mercy. And guess what his grace and mercy says? His grace and mercy says, all that I have is yours. Not because of who you are, but because of who I am. Hallelujah. Not because of what you think you're able to do, but because of what I already did. Hallelujah. Amen. At the cross. Everybody say, I have courage. I have, courage. I have, confidence, I have confidence that I will receive, I will receive everything, everything that Christ has already paid for. Look what it says in the scripture. Now, the throne room is the kingdom of heaven where we bring the kingdom of God to earth. That's why that scripture says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. So you and I, and you got to get this. You and I are seated in heavenly places. And the way we get the kingdom into the earth is you got to know where you're seated. And if you're always coming like, God, please give me. When he says, give me, you've already been given. Access. You already have grace or you wouldn't even be saved. You already have mercy or you would have never made it this far. You have grace and mercy. Now listen to me. It's mercy that's going to set the captives free. Hallelujah. It's grace that's going to give us not what we deserve or have the ability for, but it's the ability that he has to give us everything we need. So I release grace. Mercy. Yes. Now I've been doing this since God's been showing me this past couple of months, 
I've been doing this over my kids. I said, because I just don't want to talk about it, preach about it, get a revelation of it, and it's not working. One of the, the, the things that bothered me all the time is how much the church prays and doesn't get results. All night prayer meetings. Fasting and praying for a whole month. And everything's still the same. I said, something's wrong with that, God. That should not be happening. And he says, you're right. He says, because they're not releasing, they're still trying to get. He says, this is what I want you to do. He says, I want you to release mercy on your kids. I said, okay. He says, I'm going to show you what I mean. I started every single day in my prayer. I said, and I, I saw myself from the throne room of God sitting in heavenly places, releasing grace and mercy into the earth, especially over the lost. So I started doing that over my sons, right? Now, my, one of my sons has been giving me a really hard time and has got caught up in stuff he shouldn't get caught up on. And it's been for several years, maybe cry several nights. Several. Several. <laughs> years. There you go. With torment. If you ever have, uh, as a parent, ever have kids that are lost and, and you're afraid for their life and you're afraid if they're going to wake up dead or alive or end up in a, uh, uh, I'm telling you, that is the most painful and tormenting place you'll ever be as a parent. Because nobody likes to see their children suffer or see them locked up in jail, or see them hooked on drugs, or see them all messed up. It is a tormenting thing. And I did everything. Prayed, fast, had people agree, people pray, and nothing would change. Up and down, still the same old thing. And God says, what I want you to do. He says, how did you get free? I said, by your mercy, God. (laughs) You took me, and you delivered me from what I deserved. I was a drug addict. I was a con. I was a liar. I was jacked up, tore up, messed up. And guess what God did? He showed me mercy. What does mercy do? Deliver you from what you deserve. Hallelujah. It delivers you from all punishment. It delivers you from every corrupted thing that you've ever done. Hallelujah. So I started speaking mercy over my son, releasing it, said, Lord, I declare the mercy of God over his life. Hallelujah. Instead of saying, God, I break those demonic spirits. I pray. He says, just start releasing my mercy over him. Guess what? For the first time in three weeks, hallelujah, he's been clean and straight and getting better every day, hallelujah, as the mercy of God been released. And then I did the same thing with my other son, and he called me the other day and said, Dad, guess what? I'm going to church, hallelujah, amen. I said, where are you going to church? He goes, I'm going with my girlfriend. I said, I don't care how it's done. I'm just glad it's done, hallelujah, amen. I was trying to earn God's mercy for my kid's life. And God says, you don't have to earn that. You just have to sit from the throne room and release it. I've already given it to you. (laughs) What delivered you? The mercy of God. Somebody was praying, God have mercy on them, God. 
show them your mercy hallelujah and if it wasn't for the mercy of god you'd still be a drug addict you'd still be an alcoholic you'd still be an adulteress you'd still be an immoral person you'd still be all jacked up tore up some of you wouldn't even be alive today but one day hallelujah the mercy of god delivered you from your corrupted lifestyle delivered you from what you couldn't deliver yourself from delivered you from things you try to change over and over and one day this is what his mercy is it's his compassion he had compassion on you he didn't see you as a drug addict he didn't see you as an alcoholic he didn't see you as a liar he didn't see you as an adulterer he saw you as one that he loves and he showed you his mercy and then he released grace. Mercy always comes before grace. Because mercy delivers you from your corruption. And grace enables you to do what you could never do on your own. What I'm doing right now as a minister, preaching all over the world, pastoring churches, Ministering to hundreds of ministers that have a lot more knowledge, understanding, education than I did. It's not any maestas. It's the grace of God. Only the grace of God. Hallelujah. But listen to me. I'm not begging for that grace no more. I'm already walking in that grace. Hallelujah. And releasing that grace to other lives and mercy into other lives. So man, Corrupt him and enable to do all that God has called him to do. Hallelujah. By mercy and grace. See, we always think with a law mentality. If I do, he will do. And God says, I already did. And when you receive that, then I will do it in you. And through you. Yes. Nobody could change you. You can't even change you. God changes you. He's already died for it. He, he didn't pay that price so he could sit there and say, Well, I paid a tremendous price for you. Now I want you to pay a price. And when you paid that price, then I might set you free. <laughs> Thank God he didn't do that. Because if we all got what we deserved, oh my Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, I'm glad you didn't get what you deserved. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Woo, Lord. Now, let me ask you this. Aren't you glad God didn't give you what you deserved? Then why are we as a church wanting everybody to get what they deserve? When we look at a drug addict and all costs it. You know what? Well, you're just going to have to learn. You're just going to have to, you know, deserve it. You deserve punishment. You deserve this because, you know, you just got to wake up. No, don't say that. Just release the mercy of God on their life. Hallelujah. And say, you know what? You may have deserved it, but because of Jesus, you don't have to be punished for it. Hallelujah. Jesus said, the word says that when Jesus came that they said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
Let me explain that to you because there's so much stuff said about that blows me away so people don't know what they're talking about. The word repent means to change, to turn around. And we're telling everybody, repent, repent. They can't repent. Why? Because they can't change themselves. This is what it says. Repent for the kingdom of heaven. What it's saying is when the kingdom is reserved, the kingdom brings repentance to you. Hallelujah. Because your eyes are open hallelujah because the kingdom now reveals into you glory to god your true purpose and destiny so when there's a revealing of the kingdom it causes you to change and turn around and transform because now glory to god the kingdom of god within you has opened your eyes so you can see what you weren't able to see before which is what kept you in your bondage How? Receive the kingdom. And the kingdom changes you. What does it do? It brings righteousness, peace, and joy. How does it do it? By the Holy Ghost. By the Spirit of God. It brings that change into your life. Repent also is a conversion. When you are converted, you know, somebody, everybody always talks about being born again. The Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Born again is not so you could just get saved and go to heaven. Born again is so you could see. See what? The kingdom. So why? Then the kingdom reveals the changes. That got to be made. Not only does it reveal it to you, but it does it for you. Hallelujah. I couldn't change me. I tried. I remember one time telling my mom, she was telling me, Eddie, you need to stop taking drugs. You need to change. You need to go to church. You need... I said, Mom, if I could do all that, I would. But I can't. I don't want to stop taking drugs. I don't want to stop hanging around with my homies. They're my family. I don't want to go to church. It's boring. And there's crazy people there. And I will never be one of you. That was 42 years ago. I've been one since then. Hallelujah. And this tongue-talking stuff, you've done lost it. What do I want to go to a weird place like that for? I feel safer with the homies. Because my eyes were closed. What I thought was good was bad. What I thought was bad was good. Because why? The kingdom hadn't come unto me yet. <laughs> but one day in South Almonte, 
California, when I cried out to God, I cried out for mercy. And when mercy came, my eyes were open. My heart was open. And now I could see what I couldn't see before. I could hear what I couldn't hear before. That's why I say, God, I cry out not to get mercy, but to release your mercy upon my sons, my daughters, the world. Why? Because once they see mercy in their life, then grace will be enabled in their life. And they will be enabled to be what they were supposed to be instead of what the devil was trying to make them be. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you're no longer going to be what the devil wanted you to be? And your eyes are finally open to be what God wanted you to be? And let me tell you what God wants you to be. It's a lot better than the devil ever wanted you to be. How do we get convinced to live those kind of lives? Blindness and deception. Guilt and condemnation. Blinded us and deceived us to accept and believe a lie. So when we see people that are corrupt and bound, stop looking at them like they're bad and ugly and start looking at them the same way Jesus looks at them through the eyes of mercy. Oh, look at that guy. Oh, man, he's tore up. Look at the way he's talking and acting. Hmm. If you would have saw me when I was 18, that's how I was talking and acting. But by his mercy and by his grace, I preach to thousands of people today. Why? Because now I don't live by Eddie Maestas. I live by the grace of God. He enabled me. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. The Bible says the kingdom of God is within you. Somebody say it's within me. Hallelujah. Amen. Mercy is the compassion and forgiveness of God towards those who deserve punishment or harm for their wrong. Mercy is that which releases heaven towards those of the kingdom and towards those outside of the kingdom to deliver them from corruption. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. We got to stop looking at the world like you bunch of old, ugly, heathen sinners. You know, God's going to get you. Man, judgment is coming to you. Some of you are going to get your heads cut off when I get raptured. I mean, who would want to come and belong to something like that? You know what Jesus does? He looks at those sinners, those people bound with tears of compassion. How are we ever going to bring them into church when we look at them with a condemning spirit and a judgmental heart, thinking we're so righteous? The Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. That's religion. It's pure religion. When we look at people that are lost and bound, we got to look at them with the mercy of God. Because it's only his mercy that's going to save them and heal them and deliver them and set them free. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. Look at Romans chapter 8 with me, if you will, verse 18. Apostle Cal said something the other day that I thought was powerful. 
He said how he saw the end days coming. But it wasn't what everybody thinks the end day is going to be. Everybody thinks the end day is going to be, oh, my God, it's going to be a horrible moment on the earth. He said God showed him that there was going to be a releasing of the mercy of God on the earth like we never seen it before. And it was going to deliver thousands and millions of people from bondage and corruption. That's going to be the end day. Why? Because God wishes that none will perish. Why are we wishing for people to perish when God wishes that nobody would perish? But that all might make it. Verse 18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Revealed where? Where? You know when that glory is going to be revealed in you? When you are operating from a heavenly position. Hallelujah. And you're revealing not you. You're revealing him through you. Hallelujah. Amen. Which is his mercy and his grace. Could I get a good amen? For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. Somebody say sons. For the creation was subject to fertility, but not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. When there's a manifestation of the kingdom through the sons of God, there will be a deliverance from people that are corrupt, that are bound, that are in darkness, that are in evil. I'm telling you, the way we're going to see a true manifestation of God's sons that have the kingdom of God within them is we are going to see in our cities, in our state, in our nation, a deliverance that's going to take place from nation to nation, from city to city, like we've never seen it before because the sons of God are now releasing the mercy of God into the earth hallelujah and they're enabling people to move by the grace of God through intercession through influence through love through our oneness We will win a harvest like we've never seen before of souls. The kingdom, listen to me, is not about building your kingdom. The kingdom is about reaching lives. Getting people free. Seeing souls saved. When I drive and I see people that are tormented in their mind because they did drugs and they're not all there, I used to drive by those people and and have an ugly feeling towards them. Like, oh, what's wrong with them? Man, they're weird, man. They're scary. What's going to go on with these people? Now when I drive by them, I weep. I say, God, only you could deliver that person. Only you could cause a person that is demonically oppressed by demons. It says every time Jesus delivered somebody, he says he showed them his compassion, his mercy, 
is love. The church has gotten so far away from compassion and mercy. We become so religious and self-righteous and so arrogant and proud, making us higher than everyone else. And we forgot how we came in. don't even care about those that are lost anymore. Because if we did, we'd be bringing one to church every single week. We'd be sharing with them all the time. I don't know about you. I don't want to see nobody go to hell. I don't want to see nobody lost. I don't want to see nobody perish. I don't want to see nobody lose their mind. I don't want to see nobody in fear and worry and torment. I don't want to see nobody tormented. I want to see all society free and delivered by the power of God. How? This is what mercy is tied to. Astounding love. <laughs> you can't show mercy unless you have love. When you have love, you become more merciful to people. You give people more compassion. You give people what they need, not what you want to give them. Are you still here with me? How are we going to influence this world? Now listen to me. I'm so tired of people saying that what's going on in the world doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what's going on with politics. Doesn't matter what's going on with the stock market. Doesn't matter what's going on. Yes, it does. Why do you think we're here? It's to bring change to all those things. Yes, they're corrupt. Yes, I'd be the first one to admit the political system is corrupt to the bone. It's nothing but the love of money and the desire of authority in that place. Power. And it's corrupt. But what do we do? Criticize it? Beat it up? Say it doesn't matter? Disown it? Turn and look the other way? No. What we do is release the mercy of God upon it and pray that God will put righteous men and women of authority and those seats of authority. Why? Because it'll bring change to the nation. And then some people say, I don't want money. Money's filthy. The love of money is the root of all evil. I'm so tired of hearing people say that. <laughs> I said, if it's so evil, then why do you still work for it every single week? Why do you sell things to get money? Money is not the evil. It's the condition of man's heart that's, that's the right. evil. That's right. That misuses money for evil purposes. But if God could put money into the right hands, hallelujah, of people that have love and mercy and compassion. Listen to me, and I say this to you, this next season, wealth is coming to the church, hallelujah. I said wealth is coming to the church, hallelujah. A lot of wealth is coming to the church, hallelujah. Why? Because we are not going to be bound by others as 
people of debt, hallelujah. We are going to be the lender, not the borrower, hallelujah, amen. We are going to be the ones taking money, glory to God, and using it to advance the kingdom of God in the earth. Could I get a good amen? If you're a teacher, you're going to influence the educational system with the righteousness of God in your life. If you're a businessman, you're going to, you're going to influence that whole business arena with the righteousness of God. You're not going to become like them. You're going to influence them with the mercy and the grace of God on your life. To see Jesus in your life. To see the image of Christ in your life. And you'll go into those places and take dominion and subdue and say from this point, on. This belongs to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thy kingdom come, Lord. Thy will be done. Now listen to this. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. For God who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he has loved us. And even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and has raised us up together. Somebody said, I've been raised up. Hallelujah. Amen. Aren't you glad you finally grow up? Hallelujah. Amen. You're going up finally. Hallelujah. Amen. You've been raised up together and you've been made to sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So I'm not looking upward to Christ to do things for me. I am seated with him. Hallelujah. Releasing his glory into the earth. Hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? What it says, I am raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ. For by grace, you've been saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, least any man should boast, for we are his workmanship. His workmanship. So guess what? You got to stop being your workmanship. I don't know if you got that. You're trying to work out your salvation because you say, oh, the Bible says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Don't even know what that means. Jesus says, you are my workmanship, and I will create in you my image and my glory. So you could look like you did before Adam and Eve ever sinned. So you could walk in the Garden of Eden again, which means you will never have a need or a want or anything lacking in your life again. Think about it. Before Adam and Eve ever sinned, they walked in the Garden of Eden and they had no need. Nada. 
And God says, I want you as my workmanship to come back to my image and my likeness before man had ever sinned. Could I get a good amen? Listen to me. We'll close with this. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. How are we going to walk in them? Because we walk with him, with him, because we depend on him to bring it forth in our life. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now listen to me. What's what God told me since he allowed me to preach here? There's going to be a new, fresh manifestation of the supernatural in this place for miracles to take place for what you could not do on your own. The mercy and the grace of God's going to be released to cause it to be done because of him, not because of you. Hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. Everybody say because of him. Hallelujah. Amen. Not because of you. You're going to prosper not because of you, but because of him. Hallelujah. Amen. You're going to get healed, not because you got it all together, but because of him. Hallelujah. Amen. Your family is going to be blessed. Why? Not because of you, but because of him. Hallelujah. Amen. Your lost family members are going to get saved. Why? Not because of you, but because of his mercy. Hallelujah. That he's going to deliver them from their corruption. You know, when God changed me, when I, when I, got, when I got delivered from drugs, it was like that. It was like a night and day. It's like all of a sudden, all my desires completely changed. That was when, that's when I got raptured. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, I got caught up with him. Hallelujah. When people say the rapture's coming, I said, I got raptured already. They look at me weird like, what? I said, I've been raptured. When did you get raptured? When I got caught up into his kingdom to sit in heavenly places. <laughs> I'm not waiting to go to heaven. I'll be in heaven. So I've been caught up in a twinkling of an eye. And the dead Eddie was raised from the dead, hallelujah. And God gave me life, hallelujah, and gave me a call and gave me a purpose and gave me a destiny and gave me souls, hallelujah, and gave me things to bring blessings to people's lives. I got caught up. Somebody to say, somebody somebody needs to say in here, Apostle Eddie's been raptured, hallelujah, amen. Praise the Lord, for all you rapture people, I already got raptured. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I believe Jesus is coming again. Yes, yes, yes. Jesus, and I'm always looking for his coming. And I believe he's coming. 
but he's coming for a glorious church. Not a defeated, tore up, raggedy old church, barely making it with the churches all empty. He's going to come when the churches are exploding. Hallelujah. He's not going to come when we're all poor. He's going to come when we're so blessed. Hallelujah. That promises of his covenant are coming to pass in every single area of our life. The other day I was studying on his covenant and my God, his covenant is beyond me. When it comes to the covenant done in his blood. If you would just understand that alone, you would never doubt him again. Because he made a covenant with us in his own blood. In his own blood that every promise that he has given us shall come to pass. In his blood. Gave his life. So that covenant. Of promises could come to pass in your life. You don't have to wait for it. You just have to enter into it. And say it's mine. Let us pray. Heavenly Father. Thank you for your mercy. I just want us to all. Just let's just thank him for being merciful to us. Oh, God, you were so merciful to all of us, God. Thank you for your mercy, God, that you have shown towards us, God. Where will we be without your mercy, God? Where will we be today if it wasn't for your mercy that reached out into our lives, God? Thank you for your mercy, God. We love you. We praise you, God, for showing us mercy, God. Father, we now release that mercy unto our family, unto our children and our grandchildren. We release your mercy to this city, God, to this state, to this nation, God. We release the mercy of God. God, show your mercy unto this world, God. Once again, God, allow the mercy of God to deliver people from darkness and corruption and blindness and deception and evil, God. Release your mercy, God, once again on San Jose, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let your compassion, oh God, show mercy to this city, oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I just heard the Lord said, stop saying that San Jose is cursed. Stop saying, Hosanna, Jose, San Jose's got nothing but evil men in this city. Stop saying that San Jose is being used to launch out the demonic plan and start saying San Jose is of God, hallelujah. And God has righteous men in San Jose. And God's going to turn San Jose around the Silicon Valley. And he's going to be used to expand the kingdom of God in the earth, hallelujah. That's releasing the kingdom into San Jose. See, that's what I'm talking about. Talking about kingdom, speaking kingdom, have revelation. Let's stop. Do it. Let's start manifesting it. How? By what we're releasing from our mouth. What we're prophesying over the city. Sometimes Christian people could be so foolish. When we release our own damnation on our own cities. Because, oh, it's so bad. They got evil people here. And? You're here. You're the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you're righteous. The Bible says if there's just ten righteous, I will spare that city. Hallelujah. Amen. 
So I call San Jose blessed. I call San Jose righteous. Hallelujah. I call San Jose filled with the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I declare San Jose mercy has just hit you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Mercy of God has just hit San Jose. Mercy has opened eyes. Mercy has opened ears. Hallelujah. Mercy has delivered any from corruption. Hallelujah. Mercy has delivered the atheist. Mercy has delivered the immoral. Mercy has come and visited San Jose in the name of Jesus. And I say mercy is visiting astounding love. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who will stand? Who will stand? Will you stand? Will you stand in the gap? Will you intercede? Will you collaborate with me? Stand with me, says the Lord. Stand with me. I have called you. I have positioned you. Labor with me. Stand. This is beach front property in the kingdom of God. This is not a cursed land. This land is precious in my sight. Stand. Seize. Take the land. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Just release it. Release it into this city. Release it into this area. There's been so much negativity spoken over this area that we have spoken our own destiny. We break every negative word spoken over this city in the name of Jesus. Every curse pronounced over this city in the name of Jesus. And we declare it broken. Religious spirits broken in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Son and Holy Ghost. Come on, speak it over it in the name of Jesus. If you have children that are unsaved, children that are in darkness, children that are bound, 
I release mercy to them today. God, we release your mercy to their lives, God. Cover them with your mercy, God. Protect them from the evil one, God. Protect them from all corruption, God. Protect them from every punishment, God, that the enemy would want to put on them, God. In the name of Jesus, we release the mercy of God into their lives in the name of Jesus. Open their eyes, God. Open their ears, God. Deliver them from every corruption, God, every deception, every wrong spirit, God, in the name of Jesus, every captivity. We break it off their lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I break the spirit of poverty, lack, not enough, struggle, barely making it. I break it in the name of Jesus. And by your mercy, God, we release the wealth of God. We release the provision of God. We release the finances, the money in lives and families and the ministry, God. We release it and we command it now to come forth in the name of Jesus. Now listen to me. There's more money in this territory yes, there is. than is in most of the world. Yes. And you are here to take it. To receive it. Yes. So it would be used for my kingdom and not the kingdoms of this world. Yes. So take it. Take it. Take it. I command divine favor. Divine favor. Open doors. Divine connections. In the name of the Lord. We call it forth. In the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you believe all that, give them a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come on, praise him. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, You know, um, and you correct, the reason I ask you to stay is because I want you to judge this. I believe that you have released, that the Spirit of God has released the mercy and the grace of healing in this place. And I was standing over there and I heard. Um, the Spirit of God, because you, you started to minister on it, you started to minister on this covenant. And communion is open. But I believe that as people receive communion, you won't need hands laid on you. That I believe deliverances will come if you accept it. Total deliverance, physically. Mentally, 
because when we talked, when I sent you a message, and I said the manifestation would come in this place today. Well, the name of the ministry that God placed in this area, that birth astounding love, is more than enough ministries. Just think about that. More than enough. But I believe that when the people receive communion today, if you choose to receive communion, that your healing will manifest. Not next week, not next month, not next year, not tomorrow. But your deliverance will manifest now. Does that witness to you? Yeah. So, (laughs) the bread and the wine in the middle is non-alcoholic wine and the Okay, non-alcoholic wine is at the end. The other part is grape juice. So just start to come. Come from that direction. Just take the bread out of the the cup and then take the glass. And if you don't want to come up, there's communion stations over there so that you can receive that. Kat, I'm glad to see you today. Hallelujah. Well, I, 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 I believe that what God started with you is going to be completed. right because you don't start the kingdom of God without finishing without finishing that's right and and you didn't know it but God said he was releasing that he had released a new breed and if you haven't given tithes offerings or gifts of love or finances that you want to do as you come you can do that too but he said a new breed of believer, not Christian, but a new breed believers. of believers. And we're going to break the back of the adversary in the realm of finances. So they will, it's not going to just be bent. What we've happened before is that the back and finances were bent, but it's going to be broken. Amen. Okay, broken, totally broken. But you have to receive this today in faith. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Take care of bread, if you will. Now, we know the cracker is a cracker, but it's symbolic for the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when I think about what his body went through, as I studied what had really happened to him, it wasn't the pretty pictures that we see around. No. That his flesh was ripped off to such a degree that they could not even tell he was a man that he was beaten so bad. 
And he said, take this body, which is broken for you, that you can receive healing because of the price and the stripes that were upon his back. When they whipped his back, they whipped it with a whip that had like hook-type knives on that would just pull out his flesh every time they whipped it. And the Bible says, he was wounded for our transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of thy peace was upon him. And with his stripes, I am healed. I'm going to be healed. I am healed. So as you take this bread, I want you to declare that every organ, your mind, your heart, your joints, your bones, your female organs, your male organs are healed. Take the bread and be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed. Take of his blood, the blood of covenant, the blood that washes away our sins, the blood that protects us, the blood that speaks. Unto this day, <laughs> his blood speaks louder. The new voice on the earth. The blood that was shed for you and I. Drink of the blood of the Lord. There are stations over at the side that will take your glasses. There's stations just take your glasses over to the side. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity and everything that you have released here today. And what you released, it's our choice as to take it and not let go of it. Every word that the apostle spoke was yours was your word. All of you and none of him. And I see that what you did was, even if you talked about your testimony, different parts of it, it was taking of it and planted it in places and in people that it needed to be. All over the world. With your Facebook, with our uh, thing that we go into and pieces of that. So it's up to you how much you took. You can take it and have it be a flyby thing or you can take it that God visited. And you get the opportunity to say, stay. Or just visit. 
I don't need no more just visitations. But manifest your goodness. Manifest it. Manifest it. Manifest it in this region. Manifest it in my life. Manifest your mercy and your grace. So the Lord bless you. The Lord does keep you. The Lord does enhance you. The Lord has already made his face to shine upon you. God, I have to say this. There are things that the Lord has been trying, has been pushing at people to obey. And, and, and you, you're free to correct me if I'm wrong in any of this. Because my gift is, is I mean, our gifts are submitted, are, are submitted one to another. But the adversary desires to sift some of you because you've walked in disobedience. God has said, do this, do this. It's in my book. And what's happened is that there's been a hardness of heart because of a choice not to obey out of fear, anxiety, or whatever it is. And I'm, 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 I'm sharing with you today, warning us today, obey God. Because we don't trust him unless we obey him. Is that Bible? So I bless you to obey. I bless you to walk in his goodness. And I bless you and I bless you and I bless you. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.